Hi everybody, it's Andy Phillips here and uh, welcome to our holiday festive, Christmas, Yuletide, whatever you want to call it, edition. And uh, as you can see, we've got loads of people. Yeah, give everybody a, everybody give a wave. Um, I've got Rich, I've got Embers, I've got Esther, I've got Guy Arton, I've got Rad, I've got Naraya and Jason. And, and and Jeffrey and Jeffrey as well. So we got we got a full house in the day. There's quite a few people on here today. Um, we're going to be talking about Christmas and uh, because it's a Christmas edition, and uh, maybe give us a, a bit of an insight of how we atheists in general maybe feel about Christmas, some of the uh, traditions of Christmas, whether they're Christian or pagan or whatever it is. Um, so we're going to have a, a little kick through this. Who wants to start off today's little conversation I, I think well, it should be the person who looks most like father christmas <laughs> well, okay well i mean i thought i thought i'd kick the cup of tea today because of the uh reason for the season he's obviously alcohol um yeah cheers cheers everyone and uh merry christmas and whatever you celebrate happy you cheers all indeed um and um, i'm going to kick off by saying you may have noticed um, I actually quite like this time of year. I quite like the, uh, the, I quite like the fun of it. I quite like the atmosphere of it. Um, you know, I love the whole idea of getting together with family if you can. Um, I love the whole idea of um, giving presents. I quite like the idea of getting them as well. Um, you know, I love the music. Yes, I love the music. Okay. Um, and I, I, I just I just love pretty much everything about it. The only thing I don't do is I don't celebrate any the this birth of this Jesus character. To me, actually, um it, it, it's it's not a part of the actual process of doing Christmas for me. I don't do the religious side of it, I don't go to church services, I don't I don't do any of that. As far as I'm aware, actually that, that takes away from um, much of the things I think we celebrate um, at this time of year. So um, that's going to be my opening gambit for, for, for this particular discussion. Um, of course, I know that there are people out there that keep using the whole Jesus is the reason for the season um, sort, sort of argument. But when you actually start digging, you'll find that Christmas itself is a mis mishmash of all sorts of traditions going way back into prehistory all the way up until modern times. In fact, many of our current traditions that we actually celebrate have their origins actually in Victorian times. So things like Christmas cards, um, the way we would actually treat a Christmas tree. The actual bringing in a Christmas tree, while it does have some um, origins in many earlier pagan traditions, the way we do it now is actually, again, a, a, a Victorian, a German invention. Um, so I find all that fascinating. Um, and especially as, uh, as, as it's been pointed out by a few people, um, because of its pagan origins, there is a, a passage in the Bible that actually says, don't bring trees in. Uh, Jeremiah 10, two, verses 2 to 4, if anyone wants to look it up. Um, <laughs> Uh, but um, but uh, but again, that's about the some of the more pagan um, roots of some of our celebrations. And on that note, I'm going to hand over to someone else. 
Well, can I take over from there? Because please go from my point of view, firstly, I agree with Rich. Uh, any excuse for a party, as far as I'm concerned, is fine by me. And um, but but beyond that, um, if we're building as we are doing um, an atheist and a non-religious culture, we we should use whatever remnants of religion is around, which are reasonable to use. And and I think Christmas is one of them. I mean, for instance, humanist um, celebrants conduct their humanist ceremonies in crematorium chapels. Well, that chapel is being repurposed for a human need. And I think that Christmas can be repurposed and recovered, if you like, for our normal human enjoyment and, and stripped of any, um, you know, theistic stuff that is of no consequence. So th that's the way I'd like to see it. What about you, Naraya? You know, because obviously now you're atheist. Um, how does this time of year sit with you? Um, to be honest, I, I think I'm I'm pretty much with Rich and Guy as well because um, genuinely, for me, it's it's just all about it's just pure comfort during the winter, especially living in the UK. TV changes, shops look gorgeous, the Christmas market. It's just that added feeling of comfort in winter. But I think there is a big correlation with, with winter as well. And as Rich was saying, just the, the evolution that this like Christmas has taken on throughout history and what it's become today. When I'm, my own family celebrates it, you know, we do the whole, we put the tree up, we do a secret Santa. Um, we just wait, we're all looking forward to the Christmas dinner. You know, we're talking about it for weeks before. Um, but it's interesting because when I lived in the UAE, for example, they're really trying to kind of, you know, um, decorate the malls and really like set up the Christmas festive spirit because of how many expats live there. But there was always something off about trying to celebrate Christmas with like 40 degree heat outside. <laughs> it just never quite felt right. So I think a lot of it here is just the way we do celebrate it, especially in the UK. And, you know, you go into Central to see the lights and it's just the whole the whole kind of morale and everyone's just, it's all about family and giving. So I definitely think stripped of all of the, you know, the theistic elements, I don't see anybody uh, uh, trying to kind of proselytize Christianity to me, Christianity to me during Christmas that everyone's just up for a good time. And uh, as was said, you know, any excuse for a party. I think that's one thing we atheists hold on to is the fact that we don't have any days, so we don't need an excuse. Every day is a day for a party. See, maybe that should be our strap line. You might get a lot more mm. people joining our, joining our Facebook group if, uh, you know, atheism, any, ex any excuse for a party. <laughs> well, I think we're missing a trick here. <laughs> well, especially, I mean, again, I'm, I'm sure that our more... Um, uh, schooled in history, people could probably say a few words, but I mean, when, when when you hear this nonsense about the war on Christmas, why is it the only people that actually tried to ban Christmas themselves were the Puritan Christians who didn't like the excesses and believed that Christmas should be a time of meaningful contemplation and, you know, um, and, and, and solemn dedication to uh, to god and to jesus um you know dur during during the time of the uh it's sometimes it, uh, uh, it might not actually be directly attributed to cromwell but during his time you know he had troops 
uh, marching through the city of London, arresting people for eating mince pies and things like that. Um, you know, if you were preparing for a Christmas feast, you were arrested because Christmas was not a time for feasting. Those were excesses which the Puritans didn't like. Well, I'm afraid uh, to quote Monty Python, oh, you're no fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Jeffrey. Mm. Right. Uh, uh, for 98 or 99% of people in Britain, it, it is completely secular. It? I mean, it, it, and even the other one or two percent, all they do is go to church on Christmas Day. So mm. it, it has lost uh, any idea of its religious meaning. But what it does annoy me about Christmas in Britain, and Britain is distinct from any other country I can think of that I've visited, is that it starts two months beforehand. <laughs> two days okay, but it's just what mm. ridiculous the amount of build up up to Christmas. Not a secular build up, it's not religious. It's but a commercial building overdone in Britain, and that's compared yeah. to every other country. I usually before the pandemic days tried to be away on December in December before Christmas. So, you've obviously never been to the Philippines where Christmas starts on September first. But <laughs> I I found owned out there was very little to do with Christmas is and build up it in other countries in the same way that there is in Britain. Mm. I, I, I was saying um, a little while ago, before lockdown, before very first lockdown, uh, last time I went to a big supermarket, it was in early October, and I was just laughing with myself that it was possible in one aisle, one big aisle, it was possible to shop for Halloween, bonfire night and Christmas all at once. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time he got to the end of the aisle, he had everything he needed for the, for, for the, for the rest of the year. But it's just a massive commercial machine now, isn't it? Sorry, I was going to say Esther. I, I, for me, I think Christmas is a, a one-time universal uh, time around the world where people... Uh, sort of just come together, celebrate each other, and um, a time to spend with your family and to take time out. Just don't forget, it's the end of the year. It comes at a, a you know a time when the year's ending, the new year's about to kick in, and you know for a lot of people, it's a time to uh, take stock of everything you've done throughout the year and now you're getting ready for this new year because you know don't forget just a week a week later you're celebrating uh, the new year new year's coming in so i think it's just a universal time that people come together to um you know just look back on the year and get ready for this new year and to spend time with family and to have gifts and to have you know, just that moment that you can. When I was when I was still a Christian, it used to. I I used to feel like, um, how come there's very little about the the person Jesus? It was more about, uh, like you were saying about the commercial, the commercial aspect. It was more about gifts. It was more about, you know, um, ads on television. There was not not a lot about the character of Jesus, 
and even the character of Jesus. I mean, nobody knows what day he was born. So the 25th of December, I think that's just something some people just decided, you know, Jason might know, but, you know, some people just decided to come. Oh, he's come nodding. Up. Yeah, look at his little face. He's like in his element. And he's like, well, let me tell you. But this is, this is interesting because that this is the whole point of uh, maybe some of the things that we're going to talk about in this podcast because um, we instinctively know right through my from my childhood that most of the things from that we do, do through this Christmas period, this Yuletide period, is very much not a christian thing it's all a lot of stuff is pre-christian a lot of stuff has been brought in uh quite in modern times you know you, you talked about the tree and uh christmas cards and all those sort of things victorian things that came in and and the the way we actually celebrate uh was was uh was, it's not a christian thing and so this is one of the reasons why you know we can have a christmas show uh because a lot of stuff isn't isn't christian so jason do you want to just quickly have a uh, try not to do a rant, <laughs> but just give us a, give us a bit of sort of little bit of history, I guess, about how Christmas came to be Christmas as it is now, and why we atheists still love it. Um, okay, so how how much detail should I go? Like where the Virgin Birth narrative comes from, or skip ahead yeah, to the twenty fifth? It's got to be it's got to be podcast oh, length. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe so a brief. Okay, so the whole virgin birth thing is a, is a mistranslation of the Greek Bible from the Library of Alexandria about a prophecy in uh, 730, around 732 when uh, Isaiah, uh, the, the, the Assyrians had made Judah a, a vassal state, had, had destroyed the northern kingdom of, of Israel and scattered the, the what's known as the 12, 10 tribes. And the, the king of Judah... Uh, was pro pro Assyrian, and so Isaiah had prophesied that basically the salvation of of the Judah would be the birth of his son, uh, who would set things right. And then, of course, the Greek Bible mistranslated that the birth of his son by a young woman would be from a young virgin. Matthew and Luke then pick that up, and it becomes sort of the basis of the virgin birth, even though it revert it relates to somebody eight hundred years earlier than Jesus. The twenty fifth comes from the feast of the the feast of the annunciation so when the gate when gabriel visited mary and told her she was going to give birth that was on march the feast of the annunciation is march 25th so in in 221 some christian just added nine months to that and, and christmas uh, sort of becomes uh december 25th and then pope julius who was pope in the mid 300s uh sort of then makes uh makes it official when there were when there were also already a number of different celebrations, um, oh yeah, in other, in other traditions that also took yeah. place on December twentieth. Yes, Saturnalia was December seventeenth. Yeah. Um, you look at the you know like uh, the Mithras, um, uh, I think Bacchus as well. Uh, there's a, you know quite a few, uh, you know because it's basically it's it's tied around the solstice, right? You know the, mm. the 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 shortest day of the year in the northern hemisphere, or like. The longest Nuria was saying about how you know forty degree heat. Well, the Aussies celebrate Christmas by going you know and have a barbecue on the barbecue. beach. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That so, sounds wonderful, actually. <laughs> so basically what Christmas is, it's like a time of renewal. Like the, the days have gotten shorter and now the days are going to start getting uh, longer. So it's basically mm -hmm. leading up to the spring festival of Easter where he's crucified. So and rebirth and resurrection. So there's there's a lot of mysticism around birth and, and uh, death and rebirth between Christmas and spring or between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. So and they're, they're int intimately related in many pagan mythologies. Right. So, but I think the 20, 25th is quite a good idea because it's exactly seven days before New Year. And I suspect that's why it's really uh, become so popular and one of the reasons it was chosen. Well, was well, it though, back January then? 1st wasn't the New Year back then, not, not yeah. 1,500 no, years ago. Today, certainly. And you have that week, you have that strange week in between, don't you, which um, where... A lot of people so are working. I mean, my previous profession, we did, but uh, they, but even then, it was always a weird week because very little actually went on in that week. Yeah, between Boxing Day and New Year, it's a funny time. It's a strange. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a strange time. Because mm -hmm. yeah. it's it's obviously that you know the, as I grew up and uh, you know I, I, people know that I was I became an atheist sort of around about sort of the or stated that I was an atheist around about sort of the age of fifteen. And during that time, uh, I started reading a lot of stuff. I've, I've been, uh, you know, just reading about the sort of stuff that was happening prior to uh, Christianity, this, the, the, the festivals around this time. And it's, it seems like an obvious time to have a festival. It's like midwinter festivals are very, very pagan. They're very, very, uh, you know, it's old religion. It's you know it's it's not something which has been brought in um, as a Christian festival. The Christian festivals, in fact, there's a lot of Christian festivals like Easter and things like that, are brought in on top of these old pagan type festivals, and sort of that, so it's like usurped by Christianity. Like they do a lot of stuff like that, but so Christ, the, the Christian, oh sorry, the, the Christmas time is really based on that Yule period. And so what we've got is everybody can celebrate this because it's a perfect time of year to actually get together with family, get together with friends. There's lots of stuff that, uh, in fact, most of the things that we associate with Christmas, you know, giving a presents, bringing in trees and all that sort of thing, or bringing in evergreens into the home is a pre-Christian thing. So a lot of the stuff that we actually celebrate, that we think about, is nothing to do with Christianity whatsoever. The only thing that you really get is uh, it's meant to be Christ's birthday, which it isn't. Uh, and you get church ceremonies that are different to every other time of the year. And to be honest, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I, I love things like Silent Night. I love the song Silent Night. I think it's really, really, you know, very, very emotive and it's a beautiful piece of music. I don't, I don't, well, ironically, my, my favourite, my favourite, and this will probably shock a lot of people, my favourite Christmas song, my favourite Christmas carol is O Come All Ye Faithful. And you can't get much more faithless than me. <laughs> well, I, I thought you were going to say Merry Christmas everybody by Slate. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it's, it's, it's O Come All Ye Faithful. There's something about, there's something about the song, there's something about the tune, there's something about the the way that the cadence rises and then falls and then rises again. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of music. 
it's a beautiful beautiful song yeah okay the message is a bit weird um and but it it's it, it sort of it sort of um as Nuria said you know it's about that feeling it's about it's about that warmth it's about you know warmth in a time where the weather's rubbish the days are dark it's miserable you know of course there needed to be a, a celebration at this time of year um you know in prehistory in northern hemisphere agrarian society the harvest is done there's nothing we can do until the spring when it's the new season for planting there's no work to be done um we've put aside all of the uh food and all of the stores ready for the winter um what else is there to do but have a damn good knees up mm -hmm. bring the evergreens into the house put them bring on the doors all put of them that on the door, yeah. yeah get some more wine <laughs> Yeah, no, I was, uh, yeah, we'll hear a, a slightly different version from uh, Embers now. <laughs> well, I, I was I was just going to agree with with Rich. Um, there's a there's a long tra tradition with this, certainly in the Northern Hemisphere, when winter uh, is proper winter, and it it falls uh, round about the winter solstice. It's always been a period of, of celebration, the shortest year, and exactly as some of you said, it's you know nothing to do, the crops are in, uh, let's batten down the hatches and look forward to Easter or Easterus when, um, you know, the the new crops and the lambs are, are, are coming. That's just a natural th thing to do. And that's, that's how I, I look at it, because uh, yeah. traditionally, uh, say farming communities, they would have food that would stored up all year uh, and they'd be shown around in having little little parties and, and exchanging gifts uh, and exactly like Esther said I look at it as a time to reflect on the year that's gone have a damn good rest and then look forward to the, the year ahead this is where New Year's resolutions come from which I never do but <laughs> good, good intent and, and all that but uh, I would agree with, with Rad I, I propose that we link up uh, Christmas or festive season whatever you call it and new year and we just have the whole week off yeah <laughs> let's let's, let's coop, coop and drink for the whole week and then worry about what happens on january the second that's and that's how, how i look at it uh but what i don't do at christmas <laughs> and i know you're going to call me a humbug so i should i should have worn my, my black hat just like jesse is i don't have anything to do with family or friends i really just <laughs> I, I stop off I'm not anti-social, but I just stuck up. Uh, I, I'm also a really good cook, so that's what I do. Yeah, loads of stuff, in, loads of fun. Why doesn't that surprise and, me? And, and <laughs> just, just, just relax for the, you know, the, the, the whole, the whole week, and then worry about emerging sometime in, in, in January. But for me, that's absolutely great. But no, I have, I have second. Just, just before you come in, Rich and Ryan. Yep, yeah, sorry, no, no, I didn't have my hand up, don't worry. I was just listening I to did. Embers. I think I Jason did. was coming. Jason was, oh, and Guy as well. And that's the there as well. Let's <laughs> go. Okay. So um so there's there, there's some Christians who do not celebrate Christmas and a lot of them do. Um and I'm sure I've heard some say that if Jesus wanted them to celebrate Christmas, he would have said so. 
he would have uh, given the instructions to celebrate Christmas. Um, some instructions Jesus gave, he said, uh, do this in remembrance of me. Uh, so uh, that is the, the feasting of the wine and the, um, and the bread. He specifically said, do this in remembrance of me. But he never said anything about celebrating his birthday. He never said anything about celebrating the day he was uh, he was crucified. And so, why on earth do Christians celebrate um, on that day? It's when Jesus never said you should celebrate uh, Christmas. Nowhere in the um, in the holy book. Does it say? Well, I don't consider the book holy, but you know, for the Christians, for the Christians who do, nowhere so called, it's so called. So nowhere does Jesus instruct that you should um, celebrate it. So why, why, why is this a thing? And all that is well, predicated on Jesus. Well, Jesus didn't actually say to that. His biography said it for him. So, mm -hmm. right? Well, quite. <laughs> Just can say all that is predicated on whether Jesus existed. I was passing the Baptist church today and they had a sign outside and it said, uh, is Jesus one fictional, two a historical figure, or three the son of God? Presumably you're supposed to believe uh, the son of God or something. It's so obvious, you know, that the Christ figure, that there was no virgin birth. Or whatever, so it's so obviously fictional, it's ridiculous. But they managed to get that wrong. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're all supposed to be the same, same one and all on the tribe. Uh, the uh, you know the uh, Catholic idea of um, you know, the, the Godfather, the whole, uh, you know, Holy Ghost, etc., uh, as one thing but separate, uh, is not shown. Jesus is not shown a lot of uh, omniscience about when his birthday was or when Easter. Well, what's going to happen in the future? So um, that's why he didn't leave any instructions. I think and let leave us all guessing. I, I, I wanted to just say that um, uh, I've been wondering what Rich reminded me of uh, all this meeting, and I've suddenly realised King Henry VIII. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he looks like a Morris well, dancer. In his early years, not in his later years. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. Um, I just wanted to go back to one thing again that that Ember said there, and. And one of the thing, one of the great things about being the being an atheist at this time of year is, we can celebrate this however we want, uh, including, and I know that there are a number of atheists out there who don't celebrate Christmas at all um, because of the some of the religious roots. I mean, um, a former a former member of ours who is um, sadly no longer with us. Uh, every year he would go to a non-Christian country uh, in order to try and avoid the Christmas celebrations because um, he didn't enjoy them, he didn't like them. Um, you know, he was a little bit of a misanthrope, to be honest. Um, but, uh, you know, the last Christmas he, he had, while he was still with us, he spent it out in Sri Lanka. Um, and I know um, that Jeffrey said earlier, you know, Whilst there are some muscular forms of Christianity even there, the majority of the areas where he was was primarily Buddhist. And he said, you know, there was, you know, he was able to avoid um, a lot of Christmas traditions. But again, as Nuria said, um, it actually is difficult because even in a lot of non-Christian countries, 
the actual festival, the actual celebrations still take place. Um, you know, you go to Japan, for example, not particularly known as being a Christmas country, you'll see decorations, Santa everywhere. And of course, they have their wonderful KFC tradition um, of, of everybody ordering KFC for their Christmas dinner, which uh, I thought, which, which started off, funny enough, as a marketing campaign. Um, but the great thing is, you know, as atheists, we can celebrate however we want. And we can, if we choose, choose not to. And I know that there will be a few people who will, uh, from the atheist community, who will watch this video and think, well, they're not speaking for me because I don't celebrate it because as far as I'm concerned, it is a religious festival. And that's fine. Um, I'm not going to criticize you. I'm not going to criticize anyone um, who doesn't want to celebrate it for that reason. Um, you know, you do you. And that's, again, I say the great thing about being an atheist is you can do you. Yeah, well, yeah. Jeffrey. I mean, it's fair to say that even the Christians aren't actually celebrating the life of, of Jesus Christ. I mean, we don't even know which year he was born, let alone which day. Or if he was it, born at all. It, it, what, we're, what they're celebrating is the legend of Christ mm. as developed by Paul and his successors, which doesn't bear too much relation probably to the actual life of Christ more mm. than at the most it's a few mm. basic facts but uh, what he was saying in his message was very mm. uh, let's say distorted and developed by his successors and made into a legend mm. yeah i mm. think for those people who who want uh, christmas I'll, I'll call it christmas to say in any, any other terms uh, christmas to be a religious festival Fine, you're in the minority in, in, in the UK, I'll tell you that you are. Mm. Uh, the vast majority of people just get on with it as a celebration at the end of the year. Uh, you know, relax, see friends and family, eat and drink too much, job done. Mm. Uh, that's absolutely fine. If you, want, if you want to be religious and you're a Christian, for example, there's plenty of scope for you to go off and do your own thing with like-minded people. You, you can go to church, observe everything else. But for the vast majority of people in this company who don't even give a second thought to it being a religious festival, it is just what it is. You, you just got to look around you in the shops. It's 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 a commercial bonanza. It, it is. And if you want to give presents, you want to have parties. Absolutely great. Let your hair down, have a good time. Uh, for the people of this, uh, you know, the, the UK who do not have any religious beliefs, are just apathetic to it. They don't care about it. They just want to have a good time. Just leave us alone. Get on with your own stuff. It's not yeah. a religious festival. It's only a religious festival because you have hijacked everything that's you know got, gone before. All, all those traditions so just you know tone it down we're we're not having a go at you for doing, doing your christmas thing so don't have a go at us well yeah, i totally agree as well go ahead yeah, go, 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 go. No, i was just going to say i completely agree with embers on that as well because it, it's just 
become, especially in the UK, it's become so inclusive in every form, like whether you're seeing being bombarded with ads on TV or, you know, that they cater Christmas dinner is now for everyone, whether you're vegetarian, vegan, kosher, anything, you all have a concept and you tailor it to your needs. Um, and even like the churches, they're kind of just open with connected to the market, pop in for a cup of coffee. There's no proselytizing going on. It has become so inclusive. And just to follow up with what Rich was saying, that concept of like, you know, to each their own. There's some, obviously in the culture we live in now, with like this wokeism and, you know, certain companies putting directives in to be like, you know, we don't even say Merry Christmas, we say Happy Holidays. And people yeah. taking it really personally, if you say Merry Christmas or not, I'm kind of more, you know, I, I think Rich would agree, I, I'm happy to say Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Absolutely. Eid Mubarak. I, I, don't know, I, do, I don't know of anybody that has, this is it's actually a very important topic that we're coming on to now, because mm -hmm. we're, we're starting to touch on this idea of the war on Christmas. Right? Mm -hmm. which is totally made up it's completely fictitious i don't know of anyone at all who objects to the term merry christmas i say it all the time at this time of year uh because you know whether or not it's got religious um uh, ramifications that is the name of the um celebration that actually happens but i've also got no problem with anyone that wants to say happy holidays because Especially if you oh. say go to America and you include some of the additional holidays that they have, there's yeah. something like there's something like um, 14, 15 different holidays from Halloween up to New Year, and so it's the holiday season because there's you know over a dozen different holidays as well as Christmas. What's the problem with saying Happy Holidays? Either I mean it's it's all complete nonsense. This war on Christmas is all totally made up. I'm, I'm sure that there's hardly anybody on this call would object to the phrase "Merry Christmas." I say it all the time. Yeah. Um, the straw thing. It, 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 it mm. goes back to the straw man argument. These straw man arguments that we get time and time again. I mean, I was actually mm. pulled up by someone because someone who knew I was an atheist, and I do this podcast, and I'm in Atheism UK. Someone who knew that. And I was talking to them just a couple of days ago, and I said to them, oh, if I don't see you before, have a, have a happy Christmas. And he said, how can you wish someone a happy Christmas? You're an atheist. Hmm. And it, it's like, I, that's a really interesting question. How can I say happy Christmas to someone if I'm an atheist? But very, very quickly in my mind, I just went, it's a colloquialism. It's... I was brought up with Christmas, you know, I was brought up with Christmas trees, I was brought up with gift giving, I was brought up with the, you know, the the, the dinner at Christmas and things like that, all the things that Narayan was saying, talking about, you know, it it is just what it is. And to being an atheist just means you don't believe in God. That's all it means. You're not convinced that God exists. That's all it is. It doesn't mean that you can't go through life and enjoy your bleeding self, you know, and be nice to people. Because we we can't be nice to people because we're atheists. We can't be good people, surely. You know. I think we've covered that, haven't we? Oh, yeah. But see, this is the this is the problem. You know, it's and it's always this straw man argument that you know you can't do Christmas because you're an atheist. Well, has everybody got their babies ready to roast on, on Christmas night? <laughs> One of the best things about Christmas, I think, is the globalization of the of the celebration. You know, we yeah, don't yeah. want Christians, and Christians themselves shouldn't want to to dominate or own. 
the, the celebrations at this time of year because it goes on in all, all countries. We have to, uh, I think, as well be patient with the, the shops and things who start the businesses, uh, the Christmas business early and that sort of thing. Uh, the, their business model, sometimes 25% of their profit comes at Christmas and they can't survive in business without it. So they have to plan very carefully and prepare very carefully. So we've had to be a bit, a bit patient with the mail when we hear all this Christmas music and it's the 31st of November, 30th of November, rather, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, fine, yeah. but I, I don't want to hear jingle bells in Sainsbury's in October. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. I think for, for myself, being an ex-Christian, I mean, not long uh, ago, you know, considered myself a Christian, when I uh, became an atheist, I, it was quite shocking to find out that Christmas was adopted from a, a lot of what people celebrate and what they do is um, pagan in nature or borrowed from other other religions and all these things. Honestly, I had no clue at all. I it just was a, I, I honestly thought that Christmas was all about Jesus and that the Christians had it all figured out. They knew what day he was born. They, they had all the facts, they had all the details and everything. I That's what I thought. So when I realized that, look, a lot of Christians haven't even got a clue that, you know, this is um, uh, pagan in nature. Some of the things that they do, and uh, uh, Rich talked about that scripture. I mean, I, I was looking it up just now. I went to go and look at the scripture talking about trees. They shouldn't even be having trees to start with. So, I mean, just how much do Christians really know about Christmas and what they're celebrating and in, in my opinion they, they they haven't got a clue a lot of them just go along because this is what we've always done it's always been the tradition and yeah let's just keep the tradition going and you know but Esther, isn't that about it because that you're brought up in the faith you know if an, if an atheist teaches religion and we teach about all religions throughout uh, all over the globe equally and give them all a proportionate um, time and and, and teach about all of them together whereas if you bring someone up in the face it's faith it's really indoctrination and that's why they think it's all about us it's all about that's right well, it's yeah, not I, just I, that I, christians don't know anything about christmas they don't know anything about christianity or the bible true. or where any of it comes true. comes from and how many times have we said that before well, well a few times but don't you think it's interesting though what uh, what esther said here is that because uh, you know, I think for a lot of us, we have we've not really been within a faith seriously at all. Now, Esther has, mm -hmm. uh, I you have, younger. Um, and coming out of it, it's, it's very interesting how when you when you come out of it at a later stage, that you look at what you believed, and you know, Esther said something really interesting there, which was. Um, she thought that Christmas and all the things, all the wrappings around wrappings, all the Christmas wrappings around Christmas, all the things, all the etheria around it was all to do with Christianity. You know, like, so, you know, the, the, the tree and the presents and the feasting and drinking and partying and, you know, getting to family together and that sort of thing seems like a very, very Christian thing to do. Whereas probably 99% of the things that happen at Christmas time in this festival time have absolutely zero to do with christianity in fact it's a lot of things either pre-christian 
or of coming through other routes. Mm. I just think that's, that's a really interesting thing because if you because if, if Christians who are still Christian think that everything about this is theirs, and I think this mm. is the whole point of it. And as as Rad said, you know, Christmas t Christmas or this time of year, this festival time of year, has blossomed out throughout the world as a time for getting together. And isn't that what we want in life? Isn't that what we want in our on our planet is for people to come together? So isn't it time to make Christmas a secular time? Well, it it pretty much already is. I know it is, but isn't it isn't it like to make a point that it's a secular festival that everybody can join in? You know, I mean, it's going to really piss the Christians off. I mean, it will, well, well they're, they're, they're a there. dying breed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, in terms of in terms of wanting to piss the Christians off, I mean, there there are a couple of other observations that I, I'd like to make briefly. You know, if Christmas was the birth, if the birth of Jesus was so important. Why is it only mentioned in two of the Gospels and not mm. mentioned in, uh, in, in, I think it's not mentioned in Mark or John, but it's mentioned or in, in Paul's letters or, or in Paul's, Paul's letters, letters or in Paul's letters. And the fact that, and this is, this was a big, this is a big, um, a big eye opener for me. Actually, when people do nativity plays at school, it's an amalgam of the two, um, the two stories that are vastly different and are so self-contradictory and this is probably another great occasion to bring um, Jason in here in terms of the self-contradictory nature of the two birth narratives in the Bible you know starting mm. off with um, the very start where Joseph and Mary in one book are living in Nazareth and have to travel to Bethlehem which is where you get the whole census story Yet in another one, they're already living in Bethlehem. And the only reason why they're in Bethlehem in the first place was because of this previous um, this previous prophecy that the Messiah had to be born in Bethlehem. So big chunks of the story, um, you know, the two stories are actually very, very, very different. You know, the the, the the killing, the killing of the um, of the innocents. Massacre of the innocents. Yeah, the massacre of the innocents, which in itself is actually based on an Old Testament story. Yeah. Um, the the Moses story. Yeah, yeah, in, 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 and, and it, yeah. In one, so you've got them immediately fleeing to it to Egypt, in one book, and in the other book, they're going straight to Jerusalem to present Jesus as part of Jewish tradition in the temple. Well, yeah. you can't have both. You yeah. can't have yeah. both. Which, if you remember, Rich, we did a we did a podcast, which is which was is the Bible just made up? Yeah, yeah. What's interesting is, of course, that the Muslim tradition is that Jesus was born under a palm tree. Yes, another story. <laughs> so they, you know, I mean, you, that's correct, isn't it, Nuria? Oh, I, I actually didn't know about that, but I'm assuming yeah. yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. If you it, um, there is a there is a section in in the Quran about Jesus' birth, uh, and uh, he's born under a palm tree, and I can look it up if uh, if you like. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's where the Islamic that's, and, and that, incidentally, is a Gnostic tradition. The the the, um, the, the, the the Muslims got it from from the Gnostics, 
Yeah, well, that makes sense because Muhammad was around all of those Gnostic uh, Christians and getting, yeah, I was just copy pasting all of these stories that you guys are talking about with a couple of more Zoroastrian and um, Jewish influences and really getting them wrong. Um, And and, well, I mean, basic biblical figures wrong in the Quran. It's not so much wrong, it's just different uh, versions of, of mythology, basically. Yeah. Yeah, um, but the, the other the other big mm. thing about the Quran is, of course, uh, it's it's central to the Quran that Jesus wasn't actually crucified at all, but somebody else was sort of substituted for him in the last minute. Yeah, and that's, God replaced. And that's a docetic idea. Again, another Christian inverted commas heresy or alternative tradition, which was circulating around the Middle East for hundreds of years before um, Muhammad, you know drafted it in or i don't know if mohammed did it but somebody put it in the quran there was the same tradition in the the trojan war about the sacrifice this is pre-christian in in before they they set the greeks set out for troy they had a a human sacrifice and some said it wasn't a sacrifice of the women at all oh right well that's interesting it's something? Yes, I wanted to say something, but before I say something, I'm going to apologize in advance. Uh, okay. I'm going oh, to apologize oh, <laughs> because uh, it's not what I'm about to say, not, not very nice. Um, when you think about, I, I would rather celebrate Christmas as a secular event. I would rather um, celebrate it as a time when, you know, uh, we all just come together and not, you know, the whole Jesus. Because if we was to, if we were to believe or think about the Jesus narrative, the Jesus story, and the birth of Jesus, this is one of the reasons why I deconverted from Christianity. You know, the the the, the story of Christmas is when Jesus was born. But when you when you go back into that story, a young girl was violated by a ghost right quote and unquote, quotes and unquotes uh the the jesus god in flesh because christians want us to believe that there's god the father god the son and god and the god the father sent his uh, his child right to earth but when you think himself. about yes when you think about the story that young girl uh, from the, the i'm not sure someone can help me jason you might be able to help me here she was between 12 and 13 years old well there's she, different is, legends we don't know okay so. I, i've got no clue but she was young and she was violated by this ghost she was forced to carry a baby that she you know how this how do you how is this something that we should celebrate. So, know, because it's pretty, God it's, did it's, it. A lot of these things are pretty sick. Yes. When you look at look at a lot of stuff that is in the Bible, Quran, or any any of the holy books, the Abrahamic holy books, they, they, they there's a lot of things that are really really dark. Mm. I mean, really sick and dark. Mm. And it seems like Christians just brush over it. They don't even think about the consequence of the story. Whether it's made up or whatever, you know, it's just they don't even think about the consequence. What actually, what does it actually mean to be that? What does it actually mean to have, uh, you know, like a virgin birth? I mean, you just pulled up something which I haven't even thought about that this, that this young woman was violated by a spirit. 
and made pregnant. I mean, that is that's pretty. Dark. There's that's parallels, like Edgar Allan Poe's stuff, isn't it? There, there are parallels in other in other pagan yeah. mythologies, like uh, Leda and the Swan, like Zeus as the Swan. So there's plenty of plenty of uh, that in Greek mythology. And incidentally, that's how Jesus becomes the Son of God, literally, because when Greeks hear Son of God. They interpret it through the lens of Greek mythology of, you know, Leda and the Swan and Zeus and pregnant creating demigods. They don't understand the context of that term in its Jewish origins, which is we're all sons of God. So and so the, the Greeks literally make him the son of God and then he ultimately becomes God uh, over time. Like by the time John, the, the book of John is written about, you know, 70 years after he's dead. Yeah, maybe. Listen, guys, we, we have got to about the end of our uh, our allotted space here. Otherwise, we're going to overstay our welcome like uh, those <laughs> those uh, family members on Christmas I Day. Need, you know? <laughs> and, and, and I need a refill. <laughs> and I'm very nearly there. So, uh, listen, guys, it, it's been fantastic having you all on. It's been brilliant. Uh, we we don't have uh, so many on uh, on our YouTube podcast, so it's been great to have a, like a little. So it's been like a little Christmas party for us, hasn't it? It's been one of those. It has. Like Thank like a you Christmas so party, much for so. the invite. This is really fun. <laughs> and properly socially distanced and uh, complying with the regulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. More than we can say for some people, anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, listen, going there. Thank, thanks, everybody, for joining in today. It's been absolutely wonderful. Um, if you've got any comments, put them in there. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, because we need your support and we need your comments and uh, and if you're if you're a theist you've got a question it's really important to put those questions in as long as you don't troll us and as long as you're serious about getting some answers so uh, uh, all we've got to say is uh, a big happy christmas for everybody so let's say happy christmas christmas happy christmas everybody happy christmas. and we'll see you next time Bye. Bye. Well, thanks for joining us today, and don't forget to click that like button. Also, make a comment, and of course, subscribe to the channel. We'll see you next time.